the biggest virus to Prepare to download. Hello, this is Martin McKay. And this is Chris John Riley. And we would like to welcome you to the official podcast for the 30th Annual FIRST Conference being held in Kuala Lumpur, June 24th through 29th, 2018. For more information, go to www.first.org. And now we join our interview in progress. This time on the show, Martin and I are talking to Jeffrey Carpenter, Director of Security Response at SecureWorks. Welcome to the show, Jeffrey. Thanks. Great to join you. So this year, you're the the, uh, head of the program committee for the upcoming 30th um, uh, annual FIRST conference, and it's taking place in Kuala Lumpur, which we're we're all very much looking forward to. Um, Maybe you can give us a a couple of sneak peeks into what's planned for this year's conference. Yeah, well, this year being the 30th uh, conference, uh, for the 30th annual conference, uh, we wanted to to spend some time looking back over the past 30 years of incident response. First is really a unique organization uh, in in security, and it's been wrong. It's been around since before most people on the planet knew what the internet uh, the internet was, and so there's a lot of history and knowledge that that the organization has about security and incident response over the years. And we wanted to spend some effort looking back over that that 30 years as well as as keep people informed and up to date on current things that are happening in, in incident response. Uh, it's got to have been a huge change. I mean, I don't think uh, maybe you were around 30 years ago on the Internet, Jeff, but I know that Chris and I weren't. <laughs> Yeah, I was on the internet, but I was in the backwaters of the, <laughs> the internet. I wasn't really uh, directly in the internet. Uh, I didn't join the CERT Coordination Center until 90, 1995. So even I, as a longtime first participant, I haven't been around since the uh, since the since the beginning. But it it has as long as I've been participating. It's been really interesting to see how the group has grown and matured. And, and changed over the years. And um, it's really a diverse audience and it's a diverse audience that attends f- the first conference. And I think that's one of the things that makes it such a great conference because you have people of varying levels of experience. You have people that have been involved in incident response you know, for 25 years, but some people who you know, have only recently joined incident response and they're still learning and absorbing a lot. But you also have different roles that, that attend as well. You have people who manage incident response attend, you have practitioners that attend, uh, and you also have the product security uh, group that that attends as well. And watching all of those people interact and and learn from each other is what I think really makes the conference uh, a rewarding rewarding conference to attend. So I guess over the last 30 years of FIRST, we've we've seen a number of changes take place. what are the what are the changes that you've you've seen in, in your time at first that you're going to be um, maybe bringing to the forefront of this year's first conference? Yeah, I, I think we've seen uh, you know if you look back to the beginning, if you actually look back and, and looked at how we did incident response thirty years ago, uh, it, it, it it it's kind of funny how how primitive it all seems and and how little we actually knew uh, at at the time. So we really 
it's been a huge learning experience in how we can can go from uh, having very few tools, very few processes, very few capabilities, just pretty much in the beginning, our, 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 our intelligence and our brains to try and solve the problems. And over the years, we've, we've formalized the processes that we use to do incident response. We have a wide variety of tools that are available to, to use and a community of people that you can talk to. You know, 30 years ago, uh, you know, probably just a handful of people that really had a solid expert expertise and knowledge about security issues. And today, you know, we have whole communities of people that can learn, learn and, and, and grow. So I think, you know, having the, the, the community that's built up over the years, having the, the tools and the capabilities that have been, uh, have, have, have been developed uh, and the knowledge that can be shared has really significantly changed uh, over, over the years. So I guess one of the one of the common themes there is that the people, right? So, I mean, we've worked on tools, we've worked on processes. It's been it's been a huge amount of time. Are you still seeing the same people come to the conference again and again, year after year? And they're still getting value from the conference if they're attending after all this time? Yeah, I think uh, uh, if you look at the attendees each year and every, every year at some point in the conference, they ask, you know, anyone who's never attended the conference but we're stand up, you know, people have been here for a while. And it generally it's about uh, a third to a half of the people had not attended uh, that year, and then the, you know the rest have have attended you know one or more one or more conferences, and uh, I think that's a good mix uh, for two reasons. One, it helps bring new people in and learn. Part of the reason you get new people is because the conference is in a different geographic location each year, so you're getting and a lot of those new people tend to be people local to that to that region. But you're also bringing have people who who attend the conference regularly each year, and, and you, that mixture of people can can learn from each other. One of the things I think about the first conference that's different from other conferences. This is not primarily broadcasting, where where people are are standing up and presenting, and 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 that's that's the end of it. There's lots of Lots of opportunities for people to communicate, to, to talk to each other, to learn from each other, to, to network, to be in workshops where you have hands-on things happening. We have working groups where people can, can work on topics of interest to the community, advance the state of the practice of incident response. So there's lots of opportunities for people who attend the conference to, to interact with others and to learn, uh, to, to learn from others. And, uh, yeah, I expect everyone who comes to this conference will leave having learned a lot and made a lot of uh, friends and and professional uh, acquaintances that they can utilize after the conference is over. So, Jeffrey, every year you have a, a, an evolution into the types of talk tracks that we have at the conference. Um, what is new or different this year and what are some of our greatest hits that are returning? Yeah, so there are a couple things we're we're doing. I'm calling them the mini mini tracks because they're, they're they don't really fill a whole track on the the the, the conference, but they, they we've grouped topics that are related to each other. Um, the first one I think is is uh, privacy. Um, privacy has not only been an increasingly important topic on its own, but it's important from the perspective of how privacy and incident response 
uh, interact with each other because uh, to a large degree, I think privacy and incident response are, are great partners to work together when an organization is is, is having a problem, uh, a security problem, potentially potentially a breach. Um, and this has been brought to the privacy as a whole has been brought to the forefront with changes in regulations um, around the world over the past couple of years. It's getting a lot more, a uh, lot more attention. So we thought this year it would be worth spending a little more time than we may have in the past talking about uh, privacy issues. So we have a uh, a grouping of, of privacy talks uh, uh, here at the at the conference in the mini track. Um, the second is one that's that's no stranger to uh, the conference. And product security uh, has always been part of first the product security community. They they were right at the table when first started thirty years thirty years ago, uh, and so we've we've grouped the product security talks into a mini track so that the people that are interested in those topics can can follow that that track specifically. Then the third one, which is is new, and we have a couple talks and then a, a workshop, is the the Internet of Things uh, uh, grouping. So we we have several talks that are related to various aspects of security and incident response in uh, Internet of, Internet of Things uh, uh, and and those types of uh, those types of devices. I noticed on the the privacy track there's uh, some content that discusses GDPR, and I know that's that's been a hot topic for topic for a couple of years now, and is really coming to a forefront around the time of the conference. So uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people interested, um, or at least be able to talk about their experiences with GDPR within their own organisations. So uh, I, I look forward to that side of things. Yeah, so it's it's actually right around the time when things become real for for GDPR. So hopefully. Uh, hopefully, it, hopefully it won't be a new topic for those who need to know about it already. Um, but I think there's definitely a lot of a lot of learning people can can have in the security and uh, I mean in the privacy area that relates to incident response. Most definitely. Now I know you can't tell us who the um, keynote speakers and the likes are, but what sort of topics should we look forward to from the keynotes? So I think uh, again on the theme of looking back over 30 years, we're we're, we're looking at uh, covering uh, what we what we have learned over over 30 years of of, of incident response, uh, as well as taking a, a look specifically at uh, privacy, uh, and then we always like to include one big incident that that uh, th that we can all learn from and and kind of do a deep dive. In that, so we have we have uh, uh, one speaker set of speakers are going to talk specifically about uh, an engaging, interesting incident that their organization uh, faced and and how they how they handled that that situation. And those tend to be the those tend to be my favorite talks. I, I love hearing um, uh, those talks, and I think they've been the favorites of of, of uh, attendees in the past. I remember the um, a talk from Facebook a number of years ago that went deep into a, a specific incident that they were dealing with, which was um, related to a red team at, um, event. But that was one of the most engaging talks I've been to in the last couple of years at first. So definitely those kind of real life scenario situations are definitely worth spending the time to attend. Yeah, that that one was definitely, I think, one of the best all time talks in 30, 
30 years. There's been a couple that would have been that. Uh, of that. Some, something about the red team trolling their own uh, uh, security forces on April Fools. Just uh, yeah, hmm. <laughs> that that would yeah. never happen. Never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I know it's hard to tell with with such a, a wide variety of different talks, but is there any you know, one or two talks that kind of stand out as um, as real winners for this year, or, or is it very much a mixed bag with a variety of different topics? Well, I think it's going to be different for each person, because as I mentioned before, we have different levels of experience. We have different roles that are attending. So uh, the, the program committee worked hard to try and make sure that we have a variety of topics that are available. that are going to meet the needs of the different uh, the different roles, and the different experience levels. We had over 200 uh, submissions to the to the conferences here. So we had we had a lot of submissions that the. 35 members of the program committee needed to to wade through and review over the over the holidays. Um, so we worked really hard to try and make sure that we had a variety of topics that were going to be covered um, uh, to, to 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 meet the needs of the diverse audience that attends uh, that, that attends first. Um, I, I I'm pretty interested in, as uh, as you mentioned before in the privacy privacy ones because i think that that that's an area of learning a lot of people need to learn more about so i'm particularly interested in those and i was really happy to see that we received quite a few submissions related to to private this privacy this year and uh, we've only had a handful of those kinds of 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 topics either privacy or legal uh in in the past so I'm, i'm looking forward to those myself now those kind of talks are often very hard to uh, to get off the ground, depending on the size of your organization and what you can freely talk about. So it's very encouraging to see more people opening up about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. So I had a, a tricky question um, regarding what you're not seeing. I mean, you, you've obviously you've been through the program committee before. This is not new, not new for you. Um, what are you not seeing that, that we should be seeing more of? How can we encourage people to come up with uh, the next big topic? What's what's next year's big topic that we should start getting people to think about now and, uh, and put in for the CFP for the 31st annual conference? I think really the, 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 the best topics are the ones that people experience and they experience through uh, uh, adversity. So I think that the, the topics that people tend to like the most are the, are the case studies where people really had a struggle and had to work hard to figure out how to solve the problem. Those tend to be the most popular talks. We didn't get as many of those this year as I would have I would have hoped to see. But those are the kinds of ones that uh, you don't necessarily can't start preparing for them now. Uh, you you kind of have to think about when you're undergoing a, a, a really hard problem, a hard challenge think at, at the time that that challenge is occurring that this this maybe might be a good thing where you can share your insights and your 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 learning with with, with others so I guess I would ask people as you go through next year uh, at least through the submission deadline it's probably going to be December of 2018 you know when you encounter you know a, a, a serious incident that was a big challenge it was hard for you to work through you learned a lot um, Make sure you're capturing uh, what you're doing and what, what you're learning, um, not just for your own internal use, but to be able to share that with, with the community. 
and let's just hope that uh, we're not inundated with people um, with GDPR stories for next year <laughs> of, of how it didn't go well. We want, so. yeah, success stories. We want the success stories, not the stories that they were fined two billion dollars by the <laughs> EU regulator or pounds, pounds, right? Yeah. So, Jeff, one other thing that you had mentioned earlier is that there were some talks last year that were so popular that people wanted to continue them going. And you said that there's some work that's being done to make that possible this year. Yeah, one of the things we noticed, as as I've noticed over the years in the program committee specifically talked about this year, is there always tends to be one or two talks a day that were the most engaging. They, they generate a lot of intense discussion uh, towards the end, but you just never have enough time during the Q&A period to, to really get a good good dialogue. People feel they have to ask short questions and you really can't get into a dialogue. So one of the things we wanted to try this year for the, for the first time and see how it goes is take a talk. Uh, we're going to do this on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Take a talk from the previous day that seemed to generate the most discussion, the most... Uh, vibe around it and have a follow-up discussion that the next day where we bring the, the speaker and uh, potentially some other folks uh, with experience in, in that topic area and uh, have a discussion where, where people can deep dive into that topic uh, a little more. Because while we do say that, that one of the benefits of the conference is networking and having people discuss and it's great for people in the hallways after a session to to talk with the speaker uh, the only people that benefit from 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 those discussions are the two people that are talking to each other and maybe a few people standing around them so we'd like to see it can we get some benefit in bringing the group of people back together and and having a follow-up discussion on, uh, on on a topic that seemed to be really uh, really popular and we'll see how that how that works this year I think that Chris and I will follow up with talking to you at the Koalim for uh, first conference from January 24th to 29th. Um, thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to talk to us. Thanks. It's great talking to you. I look forward to seeing you in Malaysia. Computer activated virus defense. You've been listening to the official podcast of the 30th Annual First Conference in Kuala Lumpur, held June 24th to the 29th, 2018. For more information, please check www.first.org. Thank you and have a good day.